The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. Hi, it's Wheezy. No, this isn't a Horrible Decisions episode, but a few months ago I started a fun pod with my friend Eddie Delaseppi, and I haven't dropped some content on this feed in a while, and I feel like y'all will really love this episode. So Eddie and I came up with a concept for For Fact's Sake to be an educational podcast where basically we Google the shit out of a topic so you don't have to. You guys have about 20 episodes to binge if you like. We've done Money, Animals, Weird Laws, Will Smith, Eggs, Tiger Kings, twins, random shit. But this week, we talk about cults. And when I tell you I thought this was some WPS, turns out black people got a cult too. Who knew? Y'all are really going to love this. It's fun as shit. And honestly, Eddie's a way better comedian than I am. So that's really what amps the shit up. If you're bored, binge it. If you feel like listening now, check it out. And if you're a mother factor, you're welcome because our episodes normally come out on Tuesday, but you're getting something brand spanking new, baby. Enjoy. For Facts Sake Podcast. You mother factors. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in to For Fact's Sake. I'm Eddie. This is Wheezy. And this is the, the show where we take a random topic and we Google the facts so you don't have to. Before we get into the episode, I want to personally thank everyone that downloaded stream. We hit 100,000 downloads. Woo! Wish we had that in dollars, but yeah! yeah. Um, which money, is money. a great... Great thing for a podcast, and uh, we did it in under twenty episodes, which is pretty, pretty great if you think of it. I never did Honestly, that with my this old is podcast. Super exciting because we're not famous, and so I feel mm-hmm. like so many famous people get like a bunch of streams because they're famous, but we're not. We're just like really funny, and like we have like great personalities. You know what I mean? Like he lives in LA. Like it's just her <laughs> vibe, and so I'm like honestly <laughs> elated or whatever. This sounds like one of my first uh, when I used to go on first dates in L.A. when I first moved there. I'm like, so okay. you do like com- it's like you're an actor? No, you're not. But like, comedy's offensive, and that's offensive. I'm like, uh, 
Okay. <laughs> did you ever do did you ever do dating apps in New York? I'm sure you did. So I am obsessed with dating apps. Uh, really? I think the majority of guys I fucked in the last five years living in New York came from dating apps and women. Wow. So Which ones were you on? Raya was the last one I was on. Bumble, Hinge, Tinder. PayPal, Venmo. Oh, man. No, my sugar daddy did cash. But <laughs> I was on, let's see. Uh, when I was real broke, I was on Seek an Arrangement. Uh, I was on an app called What's Your Price? <laughs> what <laughs> dude these guys would like pay to go on dates with me and it was like they were so ugly and it was never like a lot of money i lived in orlando mm. at the time it was like oh yeah, yeah like we 80, know about this game. 80 bucks or whatever and they would just mm. like pay me to go eat i was on you know i was on hinge tinder bumble fuck J swipe uh you were in <laughs> no no i never got chase um but yeah, dating apps were not the idea. We should do one day an episode on dating apps. That'd be kind of We talked about it. And you remember I was like, I feel like we're not going to get enough facts. But I think now that I'm thinking about it, like we could just pick certain apps. We could do this. We could do dating apps. We could do, and then it would probably spark stories from like dates we've had. And be like, oh my God, I met a guy off this one. Or oh my God, I knew someone there's who a, did this. There's a for fact's sake I wanted to do recently. And my friend looked at me and she was like, are you out of your fucking mind? So for those of you who don't know, I'm... My father's Israeli and I was raised Jewish. I'm only saying that to like keep myself from getting canceled. So <laughs> I've been watching Unorthodox on Netflix and every time I go. Oh my God. It, Amazing, right? Oh, we talked about it on here. We were talking about how you yes. cri- we both cried at the end. So like every time I'm in Williamsburg, I'm like, oh my God, this is just like, they're, they're right here. This is real, right? I was like, mm-hmm. we got to do an episode on the Jews. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> no, you don't, bitch. She's yeah. like, absolutely not and i was like well it doesn't count because technically i'm but then she's right. like no no one cares so we should definitely do a religion one and i think when we do that jew segment oh baby i'll let you handle that one <laughs> uh i'm just gonna get back and nod my head be like yes yes you know what yes. it is it's just the, the Mazel. Jews have such like much like Islamic religion, I feel like I don't meet too many Catholics or Christians that are like, they, they follow principles from hundreds of years ago. So when seeing someone just in modern time in New York City, and you're right next to the guy who's like playing mm-hmm. Pop Smoke, and, right, you know, and, and I just, it's always like, oh my God, this is real. It's like Shabbat every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so interesting. Whenever I see... Anyone uh, of Hasidic sort of origin uh, walking around New York City when I was there, all I kept thinking was, "Are you? You're you're hot, right? You're warm. Yeah, dude. You're you you must be sweating. You're schwitzing. You're sh- you gotta be you're schwitzing. schwitzing. You're schwitzing. <laughs> but they don't schwitz. And I could tell you this: my mom wears a wig. I've worn wigs in the summertime. You cannot. And when I see these women in wigs and masks, I'm like, I want to take them both off for you, girl. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Um, what a great segue into our topic, which is cults. <laughs> We're talking about religion, talking about cults. Now, before we get into our topic, we usually do facts about each other, but I want to get an opinion from you. Okay. Now, usually a cult leader, someone who's captivating, who's captured the imagination of a group of people, whether they're vulnerable or they're sort of people that are easily influenced. That being said, there are people out there that are, that these cult leaders, I mean, they captivated a group of people to believe what they believe. Give me a celebrity, 
uh, a person, an artist, whoever that you, if they weren't famous, they're so charming and captivating that you think they could, they could have led a cult. Beyonce, because technically, oh, wait, wait, past or present, you said? At any point, any point, yeah. Beyonce. Um, just one sec. I want to move this to make sure it doesn't get to the mic. Beyonce, absolutely, because, like, I actually have a candle with her face on it, and she looks like Jesus. And I feel like there's no one else I worship that's, like, a celebrity mm. like Beyonce. I mean, it's actually quite disgusting, but I've called her Beezus, you know? That's a really <laughs> you have a candle for her too. Yeah, if, if you, like this is the kind of power I'm talking about. If she wasn't famous, you would you still look up to her? I think you would. I if think you just so too, because if just someone who would like you just know through a friend, like oh, I want to be her best friend. Not to mention, like I think Beyonce has a lot of ideals. We like she represents sisterhood, girl power. She's a mom, she's a wife, but she's still sexy. Like you're so enamored by someone like that, and she's an activist. So that's like those other things too. And she's hot. But uh, Will Smith was the other one that was on my on my mind just now. Actually, really, you think if you just met Will Smith, he's like, hey. Uh, you want to loan me 50 bucks? You'd be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could you not? It's Will the Fuck Smith, dude. I get entangled with that guy, for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to do for, it. I think Ryan Reynolds could start a, start a cult if he wasn't famous. I thought you were saying Ryan Gosling. Either, either Ryan. Which They're one? just like, they're just, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is the guy who's like played uh, Green Lantern. He's like the funny one. Yes, he played Deadpool? Yes, he's just okay. so char- good-looking guy, charming. God, they look alike. I know all these hot white guys. They are hot though. I'd fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if Ryan Gosling looked at me in the eyes, like you're really funny, and I, do you mind driving me somewhere? I'm like, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so you guys, you're gonna get paid this week, and um, let me give you my routing. Yeah, yeah. One second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you you don't mind like lending me. Like half the money you make this year, right? You want more than half? Um, <laughs> just well, something ab- about these people that are so. I'm not saying these people could start a cult, but they have qualities of people that could lead people. Because for the most you know? part, most people are mundane, right? Let's be honest. Like most people we meet every day, they're not that memorable. But there are moments where you do meet someone that's very striking and that's a fucking cult leader right there that's a that's it's it's like even if we're going to talk about people that run for presidents or like run for any kind of Mm -hmm. campaign like they've all got some sort of star power donald trump could easily be a cult leader right he makes you feel like Barack obama was just so cool man he's just so cool okay see i feel like i joined a cult of his on accident like he i'd be playing pickup basketball with him and then next thing you know i'm like running his errands (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah did you did you did you tailor the right okay yeah um make sure you get them the the tailored pants now uh (laughs) we we were just he said it was a great segue uh cults from religion because a cult is a term that doesn't refer to a religion at all but it's more applied to a social movement so those Mm -hmm. who accept beliefs and rituals are member of the religion after they accept it so outside of it it's considered a cult. However, the cu- word cult means a, sinst- a system of ritual practices. It was first used in the early 17th century, and it was mm-hmm. meant to pay homage to a certain divinity. Um, and cults came from the Latin word cultist, which means worship. Um, but really, a cult is just a newly started religious movement. One right. thing I found really interesting, uh, the founder of IHOP created a list to d- differentiate between a religious community and a cult. This Why? Is, 
Why did I, he start a list? I, I tried to figure it out. And I was wondering, because like, nothing was really factual that was popping up. So I didn't want to get down what I saw. But I was like, I wonder if they was coming in. Ah. <laughs> 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 okay, we're trying to get his employees. So one, opposing critical thinking. And not, by the way, when I read that at first, I was like, oh, maybe they mean like what everyone's thinking, mainstream thinking. No, it's opposing critical thinking. Two, mm-hmm. isolating members and penalizing them for leaving emphasizing special doctrines um, outside the scripture, Mm -hmm. uh, seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leaders, dishonoring the family unit, crossing Mm -hmm. biblical boundaries um, of behavior versus sexual purity and personal ownership, which is normally what we have, but instead it's more so like you follow what we say instead of owning your own body, and separation from the church, which is interesting because almost every cult I look up kind of was like about God as we know him. Like even Waco is like an offset of Seventh-day Adventist people. What they do, what some of these cults do, is they go, hey, you guys like Jesus? Well, you know what? I know the guy. And they're like, do you? (laughs) Bro. I like, I'm like, me and him are close. I talk to him every week. I mean, I could tell you what he tells me, and they're like, please. And they're like, boom, hook. It's like, it's, you know what it is? They can't be a God, but they can be the God, the guy, but between them and God. And then, which is, I don't want to say this, but like a reverend, a priest, someone who teaches scripture. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. the, but these cult leaders, they feel like, no, no, I'm not just teaching scripture. I am him personified. Because they're like, God way. came to me. Like, I mean, if any black church I've ever been to, they're like, you know what God told me this morning? It's like, damn, he was talking to you too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I mean, this shit is real. But um, I'm going to kick it off this week and start Please. a little heavy. Please, heavy, heavy like the first day of a period. So, Please, heavy. A lot of cults I. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so a lot of cults that um we i feel like we hear about or like we're watching on fucking netflix or whatever it's uh-huh. always someone dying right like it's always some weird ass suicide mm-hmm. and this one was super interesting to me i picked my favorite two suicides so okay. heaven's gate some of you may have heard of it some of you may not mm-hmm. marshall applewhite and bonnie nettles do they sound like they're in a cult Yes. In the 70s, <laughs> they were a cult that had compl- a complicated belief set involving alien spaceships and recycling of planet Earth. Interesting enough, kind of like Scientology, but anyway. After uh, Bonnie died in 85, he took the group to further extremes in 97, and he began claiming that a spacecraft was following the Hale-Bopp comet, and it would carry the Heaven's Gate members to the next level of existence. While renting a home in San Diego... Him and 38 followers died by suicide by taking, a, it's called phenobarbital, phenobarbital mixed with applesauce. Something weird about this cult. They all wore the same uniform and Nike shoes, and they had $5.75 in their pocket. I tried to find why they had that amount of money, and nothing was consistent, so I didn't want to add it to for fact's sake. However, the Wait, web- they all had the same amount of money in their pockets? Exactly $5.75. And it doesn't, there's nothing consistent as to why it's that amount. Um, But the Heaven's Gate website still exists and it's maintained by two of the followers. Originally, what's interesting about it is the cult promised that members wouldn't have to die to ascend to a higher plane. However, according to the BBC, members were um, told that they'd be, I'm sorry. Members were told they would be able to exit their containers 
aka their bodies, without resorting mm. to suicide. They hope to be beamed up into space, taking their bodies with them into the next level, as members called their version of the afterlife. In the 80s, when the Bonnie died of cancer, when he amended the teachings, he was basically saying they'll give, be given a new body. Um, and so that's how he kind of got them to do the suicide. The other weird thing about this one, the next level, mm. was a place without gender, and that led to castration. Him and oh other members God. underwent the procedure and they to help ensure they remain celibate oh. for purity. And uh <laughs> No. Here's what's interesting. Applewhite, who was fired, that's the guy who's like made everybody kill themselves. He yeah. was fired as a music professor at a university of St. Thomas, okay, in the 70s, after they learned he had sex with a male student. So mm. he went to go seek a cure for his homosexual urges. He wanted to find a way to have a platonic relationship where he could develop his full potential without sexual entanglements. Second time I've heard that word this month. Wow. Uh, <laughs> castration, he believed, would make it easier. Ultimately, the group insulted a strict no-sex, no-human-level relationships, no-socializing rule. Dude, what's up with these cults that say no sex? Well, it's I mean, weird. Some of them are either no sex or fuck everyone. Right. It's either or. But or some of these cults, what they do is they go, no sex, except for me, the leader. Yes, I have like the Waco. Sex. Like Waco, like, yeah, like it's it's so, just like they're the centralized figure I that gets to indulge. I didn't cover Waco, and I know that we, I just asked you briefly the names of yours, but I didn't want to cover the ones from Netflix because I feel like those are the ones that have been so publicized. Waco, like 70-something people died. You guys probably saw it. If you haven't, great documentary documentary where only they could fuck that leader. And then mm-hmm. the Rajneeshis from Wild Wild Country, also amazing documentary. They were fucking on the streets. They were fucking everywhere. They had a free everywhere. Society. So it's like... I, I mean, obsession. if I had to pick between cults, I'm going to pick like the fuck cults. Me too. Yeah, I, I, call me crazy, but I'm not really into like cut my dick off for God f- 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 cults. <laughs> do you want to be an alien and give us your dick? Yeah, I do. Yeah, can my so wait this container quote unquote body will have a new body? Will that new container have? A, I really want to know where they put the dicks though. Dude, not that I'm looking for them. I'm just saying I want to know like once you cut one off, where's it go? Yeah. Does the does the leader keep him in a drawer like my mom used to keep my baby teeth? Oh, baby. <laughs> and he's like, I will whip this shit out and send it to your old fucking job if you don't get in line. Dude, what did they used to call the guy in a... Not a is it incel? No. What's the word? What? When your dick is cut off and they, were, they would call him that on Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch Game of Thrones. It's too much. What? Are you a person? What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, it's too... It's, now that's, I can't get that's into that. a cult I'll join. Here, So, Heaven's Gate, I remember that growing up. And I remember the, the leader, Applebaum. Is it Applebaum or Applebee's? Applegate. What's his name? Applegate. I remember... <laughs> you saw a pic, he, His look in his eyes was Apple so... White. Sorry. Apple, Apple White. He had such a glaze over his eyes he looks so crazy look at the kind of guy that doesn't blink yeah i was looking at that too like he he looked crazy eunuch that's what it's called yeah and i remember watching the cnn show uh, a camera going into like the bunk beds and showing all their nike sneakers creeping up from the bottom of the blanket dog what's up with the nike shit like there's nothing consistent and like i've been trying my best like to not speculate the facts and i really could not find something consistent 
I, maybe they went to like Ross and got a, like a lot on a deal. <laughs> I mean, maybe someone from Nike was in the fucking call and he was like, yo. Uh, and he's like, I got a hookup. <laughs> okay. Maybe. The Nike Decade was the name of the shoe. Um, it, it says nothing. It just says there was a story of a Nike employee that sh- sold the shoes to Heaven's Gate before the suicide. Wow. Um, but like, yeah, they're not really saying like why... But sneakerheads are collecting the shoe because of it. Really? Yup. It says that the, sh- the shoes were worn by the cultists, and like after it happened, like that shoe basically became like an item, a cult collector's item. <laughs> oh my god, dude! So I, weird. I, I, I feel, you know, think how think how manipulated these people are. Think about that. Like me and you, or anybody really. You ever like? You ever like go to like a, you're trying to buy a car or you're, or even when we we're talking last time about like properties and stuff like that. And you know, someone's trying to pull something over you and you can sense it. You're like, well, you here's sense the bull- thing. When you're feeling you know? very lost, I right. think, or you don't feel like you have a sense of home. Like, for example, I, I was actually thinking, cause when I read the word social movement, mm. the only thing I could think of that I'm a part of is black lives matter. Right. Right. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is extreme, but. What if someone was like, yo, you can live on a compound where it's only black people. We're all going to support each other. The food mm-hmm. will be tasty. The mm-hmm. music will be great. Like, you come here. You're going to feel like you're home. There's going to be no racism. You're not going to have to worry about it. We're going to have our own stores. We're going to make our own community. Join it. Would I be like, oh, that tr- sounds terrible? Or if I was su- feeling super oppressed, if I felt like, Society hated me for my blackness and, I, and blackness, and I had no sense of community. Mm-hmm. Would I join that cult? Now, Interesting. lucky for me, I do feel a sense of community. Lucky for me, I do feel empowerment through my blackness. But if I didn't, could I join that cult? Right? Because it, 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 me saying that right now, it's like, oh, well, we're moving to Jamaica. Like, it's, <laughs> it sounds okay. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I feel like they've got to be selling the dream. And what if you're already, like, a believer of God? Right. You know? Like- you know, I was talking to a buddy about that. We were driving by the Scientology building one time. And I was like, man, how do they – I don't get it. I know it sounds ignorant for me, but, like, or anybody, like, why are they doing this? And he looked at me and he said, because you don't have to – because everything's laid out for you. Mm. I go, what do you mean? Like, there's some people that are like, have real worries. Like, where am I going to go when I die? Where am I going to meet my next, where am I going to meet my wife? Where, how am I going to raise my kids? Where am I going to live? Mm. What am I going to do? And, they, and then someone yeah. says, I got it all figured out. Your wife or husband's here. This is what you wear. This is where you hang out. These are all your friends. This you is what you listen to. you got too much money too. You don't know what to do with it. You, you lose and your friends. Like, you get isolated. Or like you've had an addiction and you feel lost. And then somebody in a robe with Nike sneakers and hasn't blinked in two weeks goes, what? I'll help you. And they're like, oh, okay. You know? Oh, it's my like, God, dude. They probably, these probably, these motherfuckers probably, aha. That's what I mean. <laughs> Everybody be coming in here too late. You already ain't doing too well. Shit. Um, dude, when, I, uh, speaking of IHOP, when I, I, I drove by an IHOP uh actually yesterday and uh, they're doing outdoor dining in la and they were eating in a parking lot of an ihop at that point just eat at home are you fucking kidding me what are you doing ihop parking lot 
No, I, I don't mean like, oh, we just got a couple of pancakes and some styrofoam boxes that we ate on, like, on the curb. That is so no, not they, LA. They had like seating outside with the tent and there's people out there eating in the parking lot of an IHOP. I'm like, take it home. Eat it in your car. I'm disgusted, dude. <laughs> like, I, 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 I'm like, ugh. IHOP is just, ta- like, at least let me eat something luxurious with some plants around or something. The fucking strip mall parking lot. Imagine you're, like, eating in a parking lot of an IHOP, and then you just see, like, a fucking raccoon eating, eating alongside you at the same meal. Like, okay, it's time to go. Oh, <laughs> dude, I wanted to mention something. So, yeah. I was reading all about these cults, right, and all this shit, and I was like, yo, this is some crazy white people shit, right? And mm-hmm. then that made me say, I gotta find a black cult. And there's, like, one. <laughs> Because I feel like African Americans have a natural sense of suspicion to people that think they're they the shit. Do. They do, dude. First like, of all, what makes they, you the shit? Fuck you. They fucking run at every like like something. Ah, uh-uh. like plus no, I feel like mm-mm. black people gonna tell when shit gets a little suspect. They're gonna be like, "You ain't about to get me." No, you know what I mean. And they're like, one guy's like, "I'm more of a Yeezy guy. I'm not really wearing these Nikes, <laughs> so I think I'm gone." <laughs> these shoes ugly as hell. No, um, yeah. there's a. If you ever heard of the Black Israelites? Okay. They yeah, wear like dresses or whatever. Um, well, it's called the Nation of Yahweh, and they're like an offshoot of them. Um, and there's like maybe like 1,300 members, but it's. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. These guys basically like they're always outside of the subway, and they mm-hmm. always say some shit to me like, "You don't need that weave in your head, Queen." I'm like, "You don't need that fucking dress." Like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> They're so rude. Everyone's like, whoa, let's circle around this fucking disc jam. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think African-Americans, especially American black people, have a sense of like, no, I don't really trust this dude. They Whereas, do. I, I feel like white people are like on infomer- buying shit off infomercials. Like, oh, my God, I have to get this thing. You know, like, <laughs> okay, relax, Susan. You don't need this. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, okay, what's your second one? I mean, your first very, guy. very, very. I forgot about Heaven's Gate, dude. I forgot about that one. That one was like a wild one. A lot of people died in that fucking community. Where was it again? Utah? Where was it? Utah. Um, was it? I don't know. Let me read. Hmm. San Diego is where he rented the house. Wow. Damn, they well, died yeah. in San Diego. I mean, that's not that. That's not too bad. No, I just kind of <laughs> figured it would be like some hick town. <laughs> Well, my first fact slash cult is one that I've never heard of, and I don't think you've ever heard of it. It's called the Remnant Fellowship. No, I haven't. The Remnant, Remnant Fellowship is an organization that began in 1986 in Memphis, Tennessee, as a weight loss program founded by <laughs> Gwen Shamblin, a dietitian. The program called Way Down, Way as in W-E-I-A-I-G-H, Workshop, used biblical principles to help overweight people regain control of their diets and their bodies. Weighed down workshops were wildly u- widely used by many ev- evangelical churches across the country. By 1999, Shamblin, the woman that ran it, Gwen Shamblin, and, and others who believed in these principles began a church called the Remnant Fellowship Church in Nashville, Tennessee. So their focus is upon strict and complete obedience to God in every area. However, that obedience is often defined as obedience to Gwen Shamblin. So basically, listen to what I say, because I'm listening to, uh, to God or whoever you believe, right? Makes sense. Uh, to, 
says, criticize or disagree with Shamblin in any area is to be out of the will of God. Under oath, Shamblin stated, to accuse me of being deceptive is very strong language because I've been led by God to do this. So, many former members have been spoken out about the total control Gwen Shamblin maintains over their lives of church members. They were not allowed to read any material that was not written by her. They were not to listen to any music except made by her son, Michael Shamblin. Think about that. Are you fucking kidding me? So it's like, hey, uh, I could. My SoundCloud rapper son. (laughs) Every decision of the membership was to be approved by or rejected by Gwen Shamblin. And it's still going on today that there's still this sort of thing where, like, see, this is what happens, right? Like, you have someone that changes your life. You're in a situation where, like, listen, I feel like I need to lose weight. I'm losing control. Mm -hmm. She helps you, and you miraculously, your body changes. And in a way, to to them, you are a god because you've transformed me. You've made me a better. First human of all, being, quote, stop because ain't nobody praying to Jenny Craig. No, but there are people that are dedicated to curves, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the gym, dude. But the way I, they, I, I, that some Weight Watcher stuff sounds, though. I know I, it's like it's like their Bibles. That little pamphlet. People are very, and when you meet someone that's counting points or whatever, do you remember Oprah's commercial about I love bread? You remember that? <laughs> no but Dude, i gotta look it it's up it's actually really popular like she does this fucking weight watchers commercial and the way that she talks about bread it's like she wants to fuck it and people are like so enamored with oprah and this shit and everybody felt like she became so relatable after this shit like it, it was so weird oh here it is i found it oprah loves bread on youtube there's like so many like <laughs> Bread. I don't deny myself bread. I have bread every day. I love bread. I have eaten bread every <laughs> single day. I have bread every day. Favorite. Because I love bread. The grainiest, nuttiest, <laughs> seven grain, nine grain seed bread. One slice of 12 grain bread. Sliced very thin. Two points for the toast. Go hog wall <laughs> crazy. Crunchy seven grain toast. She's like, I love bread. I have bread before bed. I have a baguette in, in my pussy right now. I, uh, <laughs> I have, Bro, I have a- <laughs> like, can you imagine if you know you had an obsession with bread and then you fucking see Oprah? I'm like, yo, I'm joining this shit too. Yeah, I don't. They got you off bread, girl. You ever meet someone who's like into keto, like hardcore into keto? Oh man, I did it, and I had to join a keto Facebook group. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get it out because it was so funny. I met a guy out here, and there's a lot of these kind of dudes that was so into keto. He was he was making his own jerky and keeping it in his pockets. Yeah. Every time he meets somebody, he was like, "Why are you eating that, man? You don't get it. You don't know what's in that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would just look people in the eye and be like, "I only eat eggs, deli meat, and." And, and ground beef that's it yada 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 i've lost Dude. this much pounds i feel better i look better I, i'm like bro you're not blinking have you ever you done look, keto eddie i have but it's unsustainable i can't keep that life up when i was about to pass out at my last job i remember this guy that was heavy on keto and like he had a bunch mm-hmm. of protein powder all over he just looked like a fucking asshole he was like mm. yeah you're in ketosis now. This is what you want. I'm just like yelling at the streets. I'm in ketosis. <laughs> no, but like, it's a really weird thing when people get like, that's why I'm not shocked that this could have started off of food because when people have a goal together, mm-hmm. oh man. I mean, like, that's why I joined that fucking Facebook group. I felt like I was going to die through ketosis and I'm watching people be like, yeah, I'm throwing up too. I was like, damn, I feel you. You're my sister. 
I wonder if there's a CrossFit cult out there. I wouldn't oh, be surprised. God damn CrossFit it. already CrossFit already is kind of a cult. If you I think hate of when it. people wear their shirts on vacation. Like you, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in foreign countries and seen Americans with CrossFit shirts, and I'm like, bruh, like chill the <laughs> fuck out. We're in Monaco. Fucking shut up. <laughs> oh my god! When I was in Tulum, dude, we saw this guy with a CrossFit shirt, and I remember thinking like. We get it. You love America. We understand it. So I'm just a bitch. Like, but like, he had no idea I was trying to be a bitch. It's like one in the morning. We're at this bar, and I just felt I was like, "Fuck it, let me do it." Because I kept seeing him over and over. Because the expat community in Tulum was very small in the beginning of COVID, right? Right, right. right. April, May, nobody was there. He couldn't travel to Mexico. I mean, according to what we thought. So I started talking to him at the bar, and I'm like, "Damn, I've been thinking about getting into CrossFit." He's like, "It's." A lifestyle is what it is. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, I, thought, I was like, really? He was like, I mean, what's something you love? I remember he said that to me. Something you do for yourself that you love because it makes you feel good. And it, what is it? Do you love any sport? And I'm like, yo, I'm really trying to think hard. I'm like, sucking dick? I don't know. Like, He's I like, all I have is protein powder. I have battle ropes in my house. I, my girlfriend <laughs> is a kettlebell. My girlfriend <laughs> is a kettlebell. <laughs> like, yo. okay. So then I was like, well, what do, you, what do you do now that you don't have a gym? You don't need a gym with CrossFit. That's the thing about it. It is a, you don't need anything. You get a I am, box. <laughs> I'm, I'm like flipping over a tire. I'm throw. I'm I'm throwing an axe. I'm hitting a fucking sledgehammer on the grass. Like, Yo, okay, don't you be noticing it. like CrossFit people be short? Yeah, well. I feel like it's this like Napoleon. Like, thank God you're not this way. But I don't meet many men that are under five ten and don't have this weird complex about themselves. They're you know either- what helps me? You know what helps me stand up. That's what big? helps me a lot. Well, I'm five seven and a half online, uh, but I'm five seven. But when you're a stand-up comedian, and I can stand in front of like a hundred people, five hundred people, thousand people, and not be nervous and have and joke around, you feel like you're six ten. You feel like you're you're. you're yeah, got, when I'm on not, stage, I feel good, and I don't even yeah, stand up. It's very empowering, and and I have I've been doing it long enough where I can walk around and be like, I could do something you're afraid of. You know, I don't care who you are. You could be a legit linebacker in the NFL, but I can stand up there for uh, for forty five minutes and joke around. And you can't. Not to like your, shame anybody's looks, but when you're attractive and short, it helps. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but like seriously, like you know what? Like people, like if you a regular looking motherfucker and you five seven, like maybe life ain't gonna hand you the best. There is hair helps. There. The- Thank God I got my hair. Oh, thank God. Right? Dude, imagine if you oh. were like receding. Oof. Dude, if I was receding and there was a cult member that said, I'll bring your hair back and everyone around them had hair, I'd be like, where LeBron do I LeBron better join that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron's hairline's Dude, like the ice, like, like the ice caps. <laughs> every time I look at LeBron's hair, I'm like, he's so rich. You had so much time during quarantine. And then you know what else I think? When he finally shaves it off, he's going to look back at old clips and be like, yo, why did I leave that shit off there? Also, LeBron James, if I must say this, when you're a black man, you can shave your head and people are like, that looks cool. White guys, they shave their head like, are you sick? Is everything okay? Okay, it's a little <laughs> Nazi-ish. Depending. Yeah, it's like, you are have, you, have dark are, eyebrows. 
Like, if you're like, are you a racist? Are you sick? Are you okay? Dude, (laughs) let me tell you something. One of my friends, she was like, I sent her this guy I was about to go on a date with. He was a white guy. He was bald. Some guy I met online. And he had a picture of Doc Martens. She was like, this is the Nazi uniform, dude. The guy that killed kids in Columbine had on Doc Martens and he was bald. You cannot do... I'm like, what? And it was mm-hmm. like really what came to her head. She was like, you can't just fuck a bald white guy like this. He's probably racist. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, so or Nordic. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to ask you to do this. So I want you to look up Gwen Shamblin, the leader of this remnant fellowship. She better be skinny, Eddie. Tell me if you would let this woman lead you. Look what she looks. I don't want to shame anyone for their looks, but when you're admitting it. I know you are a goddamn liar. And guess whose face is going to be the fucking cover art for today's episode? <laughs> is her hair. Are you shitting me right now? She, uh, dude, if that, uh, I mean, hey, everyone looks the way they look. Uh, everyone's beautiful to somebody. Know. But but Y'all, this woman looks it, crazy. Oh my, god, oh my god! Oh my god! Eddie! Oh my god! This is the picture. I don't care. Every week, for fact's sake, we've been putting our own faces. We might have to put this bitch up there. Wait, wait, wait! This might have. I'm serious. This might have to be today's. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that one of her fellow followships is gonna like fucking dude. First of all, please look at her makeup, her neck, and her hair right now. Oh no, we picking this picture, people. Y'all gonna see it right now. She looks insane. She's holding. If 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 we somehow decide against this, which there's no way we could, this woman is holding a. A groom and a bride's hand. She's in the middle of them. Her makeup is so pasty white, she already looks head. Her hair is so high up on her head. She It's like a it's like a like a like a, a bouffant. Like it's like a, yeah, or whatever. Oh wow. I mean she's thin, she, I'll give you that. Memphis, Tennessee. So she literally took she made a I I don't know what the diet is. I was looking up, I couldn't really find too much shit about it, but it was like it really weird. What's the diet like? I want to hear her voice so badly. I need to know how high-pitched it is. Okay. Who's your master? Here's an excerpt. She's sitting there anxiously looking off toward that barn right now. She and Chaucer. At one time, uh, huh. I was away so much, Jenny and Chaucer... Um, Are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, I thought this bitch was going to have, wow. Now, I'll tell you what, that is a bouffant goddamn accent. Uh, isn't it funny when you can look at someone's hair and be like, I know exactly how you sound. Oh, my God. I just went on, on, their, on their website and saw a picture of her and her kids, and they all have weird big hair. She's still alive? Yeah, she still has a church. Wow, How to Focus on God by Gwen Sham. People have asked me, how do you? After focusing on food for so long, how in the world do you start focusing on God? I'll tell you what, you stop eating bread. <laughs> <laughs> you take that take that cookie out of your mouth and look up to God. No, oh my God. God. Right. Okay. That's oh, weird. Damn. That's a weird one. She's, uh, and she makes everyone listen, listen to her son's music. They all are, they all, you know, they're all bought in, man. They're all in. Damn, and it's wild. This might be this is this might be coming up on my favorite episode. Okay. So <laughs> the second cult that I chose and I thought had a really cool thing in there. Uh there's two mm-hmm. celebrities uh that were born into this cult as well. This is also a popular one. David Moses Berg. 
This is a a cult called the Children of God. And Mm. this is a communist Christian offshoot, also in California, 68. For so someone so concerned with moral decay and evolution, and that's a lot of them, it's all about the afterlife, he had a very sex-centric perspective on how to spread the views of Jesus through flirty fishing. Basically, he would use young women to lure in new members by having oh. sex with them. Apparently, he was opposing anti-pedophilia laws, and according to some of the members, sex with children was not only permitted, but it was a divine right. Um, he was a master of propaganda, writing, publishing, and distributing pamphlets. Uh, he had a terrifying book called The Art the Art of the Children of God or something. And basically, he discussed his che- che- uh, teachings, and the group changed his name several times, most recently to Family International. <laughs> uh, it operates in 80 countries, although it no longer permits adults between sex and ch- uh, adults and children. Joaquin Phoenix... And Rose mm. McGowan were born into this cult. Ah. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because I just saw her. Was that who I saw? Is that Rose McGowan? Shaved head. She yeah. She was like one of the That was when I saw in Mexico. Wa- did you see her there? Oh, yeah, you did see her there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just didn't know if that was her last name. So um, they were established in the late 60s, right? And he was a traveling preacher, and they believed in free love. And they were, you know, so they recruited with sex, whatever. The flirty fishing is insane. But the chil- the survivors of it say the children were regularly ab- abused. Um, some, there's a direct quote where someone said, there was sexual abuse for myself from the age of four, not just from my dad who got convicted, but from other members of the cult. Some related, some were not. Um, I wasn't comfortable to the things being done to me, but if I asked a question, I got beaten or put on a silence restriction. I was punished a lot because I was never able to stop asking questions. He died in 94, and the cult later rebranded and changed his name to family of love family international after it had been labeled a cult and investigated by the fbi they renamed themselves so that they could stay around wild man yes imagine you go on a date with somebody and they go where'd you grow up and they're like oh albuquerque new mexico oh cool how, how was that like not bad i mean i was that's kind of crazy i mean i was in a cult for the first 10 years of my life I'm like uh what have you seen? You so know? I know it's someone wild. that was in a cult. Really? Yeah, he's actually a close friend of mine. I did a Patreon episode about it on horrible decisions because I wanted to discuss religion and sex. And uh, I'll see if I could get him to jump in and like maybe do a little something with us. It might be fun when we have a Patreon and just discuss that portion. But basically, I don't remember what kind of cult it was. It was something to do with God and religion and Christianity. But they had to surrender their check, not the entire check, but I think his mom gave most of the paycheck up, and they made them cut out boobs uh, and stuff like that. What? Whoa! Of newspaper? Oh, sorry, cut out the boobs outside of news. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't explain. Oh that. my god! <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Sorry, I, I couldn't get that out. And he was like, "Not those augmented tits." <laughs> no. So no, ladies, she was, don't like, do cutting it. Cutting tits out of newspapers and clippings. And he's like, "I never like saw bodies like that. Like we had no TV." And then he was talking about how you'd feel so guilty about masturbating. How once he did it, he couldn't stop. And then he would have to like. Just ask God if he could do it. And then he said he'd get so frustrated he had to do it anyway because, like, he found out what it oh. felt like. And then when he got married, he got married super young. He didn't even kiss his wife till his fucking wedding day because the cult, like, made him keep sanctified. What's even more hilarious about this is, like, his wife and him mm-hmm. were into, like, 
kinky ass sex and they fucked all the time. He said like 10 times a week. He's like, they were like super wow. into it. Yeah. He's like, and like he became totally normal <laughs> after that. But yeah, they were a weird ass motherfucking cult. It's funny. Like he mentioned, like they would use women as bait for some of the, to get new members for this cult. It's young like, girl. So it's like, and, and it made me think of Jeffrey Epstein. I was like, oh shit, like getting young girls to like lure in powerful people. But here's the interesting thing. So this guy I'm talking about, I know him very well. I spent a Christmas with his his family. His mm-hmm. mom, this was before I knew, was so adorable, so sweet. And the only thing I could think after he told me this is like, okay, she was super lost after a divorce or something. Or a divorce or something. Right. Like this was not a woman I took for... I mean, she was adorable, super sweet. Like, you know those type of people that have to hug you when you get in their house and they, like, rub yeah. your arm and you're like, you cold, you want something? Like, she was so yeah, yeah. sweet. And I was like, wow, it's not who you would think. It's those people that are so nice and impressionable, they get sucked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how, like, not funny, but it's, it's actually really terrible how, you know, how sex is this thing that can really put you in a trance for certain people in these cults. It's just like being lured in and you're just like, oh my God, I feel euphoric and I want it again. And What's this the dumbest thing for? you've ever done over sex? Like, what do you mean? Like, I'll tell you mine. I feel like I've had sex so good that, so like he, he didn't have a lot of money <laughs> And I was, like, willing to, like, fly this guy to me. I was willing to do, like, anything. I was like, oh, my God. Like, maybe. Oh, I've I- done that. I've, I've flown somebody in. Yeah, I feel like it's different for women, right? <laughs> if you got to fly well, dick to you, bitch, like, come on. I mean, use points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see what else is some dumb shit I've done for dick. Um, oh, my God. I was fucking this guy, and he just really was just he to this day, no one eats my vagina like him, and he absolutely loved table tennis, and I <laughs> acted like I did too, and I swear to you, Eddie, I mean, we would watch YouTube nonstop to the point where I was like ordering him stuff that he need like I would do anything for him to fuck me. He watched so much table tennis then we were done. he was like. Yeah, let's try a new clip. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yo. And I would just lie and act Can like I was Can you use the paddle on me? Uh, <laughs> I know. I want you... your balls swung at me. Uh, yeah. Can we ping dong? <laughs> uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy. Like the things we do, especially if we're in a certain point of our lives where you want it the most. And these cults and these play organizations and even someone like Jeffrey Epstein, they prey on that for for something like the, these leaders want something from you whether it's your money or power or they want you they just want to feel like the center of the universe and whether it's Jeffrey Epstein it's like obviously using young women to lure these guys who are probably living seclusion who are like the prince prince andrew or bill clinton or whatever who you know can't just go out and sleep with someone randomly they need to this guy hooks them up and in exchange he gets power over these people but don't you think it's pretty it's fucking wild like, they're so like they're i guess it's like i hate to say this because i know this can't be true but i feel like there's this sadistic thing of like i can buy whatever i want what's next 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And any girl will fuck me. Like, what could be next? And I, I feel like there's, there has to be something adjacent to with wealth and pedophilia for people. Oh, that, yeah, there's people that are like, I can get a Ferrari delivered to me right now, full filled with cash, but that doesn't, but that isn't risky enough. I want to do this to yep, somebody. It's yep. terrible. I mean, it's, it's fucking terrible. It, it, it commoditizes people. It commoditizes children. It's terrible. Fuck. I wonder how much pedophilia is related to that. And some of these cults are just like they just they just know you'll say yes, and they pray and they fucking use you as just pawns in their game of chess. And you know, it's funny. Like when you said about lure, using sex to lure new members, it's just like it's flirty not, fishing for Jesus. It's like what? Have you ever and watched th- Jesus Camp? No. If anyone can watch this, it's not on Netflix anymore. But it was about not Orthodox, evangel yeah, evangelical Christians or whatever. Evangelical, and yeah. Evangelical. Thank you. I couldn't get it out. Um, and it starts off with these kids like speaking in tongues, and they talk to this little girl, and they're like, just so brainwashed. This little girl. They're like, how could you? Uh, what they say? What do you want to be when you grow up? She was like, um. I want to do nails because you could get people very relaxed, you know, you get them relaxed, you do their nails and it's like, then you just start telling them about the Lord. And I was like, holy shit, this little girl literally just say like, you get them relaxed, you get them in a place where you could talk to them and hold them as a kid to know that you've been watching these people do this shit. Yeah, like, I, I always find it kind of odd when someone tries to sneak in religion or random thing. You ever been in an Uber and some guy, do you want to put on some music? Yeah, sure. He puts on some Christian rock. You're like, okay, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm one a slut, star. Sir. One star. I'm Jewish. One star of David. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, that was good. That was good. Thank you. Thank, oh, thank you. Uh, okay, so this is not actually a cult I'm going to do for my second fact. This is actually okay. a tactic cults use. I like called that. love love bombing. Once people have been recruited by a cult, they are often quote unquote love bombed. The odd phrase is commonly used to describe the ways in which someone with low self esteem is cons- consistently flattered, complimented, and seduced in order to train their brain to associate the cult with love and acceptance. Love bombing is coordinated effort, usually under the direction of leadership, that involves long term members flooding recruits and newer members with flattery, verbal seduction, affectionate but usually non-sexual touching, and lots of attention to their every remark. Love bombing or the offer of instant companionship is a deceptive ploy accounting for many successful recruitment drives. The expression has also been used to describe the tactics used by pimps to control their victims. Yo, so, this is crazy. It's like, so oh it's my wild. God, they talk about that shit with pimps. I've heard this before. I've, ta- I've, I've addressed it briefly with like sex trafficking. Yeah. So let's just say you're someone who maybe come from a broken home. Maybe you moved. Maybe your parents, uh, you know, abandon you and you're like kind of lost in this world and you find... This person who says, you know, has anyone said you're beautiful? And you're like, no. Is anyone, you know, you shoot, they shoot the shit, and they laugh at everything you, every joke you make. They just think you're amazing. And they introduce you to another group of people, and like, this is Wheezy. You and everyone's like, so hey, Wheezy, smart. I love your skin. Oh my god, where did you get that shirt? And you just feel like, oh my god, like, every, I'm like the. 
I'm like the highlight of this party. I'm on the highlight of this. I'm I'm the center of attention. And people who are elders of you look at you like you're some sort of phenom or some sort of like blessed person who's like, oh my god, she, you ha- we have to get her to we have to have her over for lunch or we this, have to have her. Over. And then so next thing you know, like, and then like, and you're like, where are you staying tonight? Well, I'm thinking about getting a motel. And you're like, and they're like, stay here. And then you, and it. And everyone's just all about you. And you've the first time you've had someone all about you. And as strangers, and you just feel like you're getting something that you never got from friends, from school, from, for, now, uh, from people at school. I, I do just want to add in for, for those of you that don't know. When people don't have money that join cults, they work their way in that cult. They're mm-hmm. cooking. They're cleaning. They're doing something to contribute to that community in exchange mm-hmm. for room and board generally. Yeah, and it's almost like an internship. You almost feel like, oh, this is going towards a greater thing. This is going towards me being up in this ladder in this group or organization. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Eddie, I don't know how I forget. When I was in Tulum, we found people that were in a cult. It was a sex cult. And the girl told us she found out because they were starting her with, like, bottom jobs. So she's like, she's like, like she's getting banged the most. Okay, 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 okay. She's a model, Russian model, came from Miami. These rich guys were like, yo, come to Tulum, we'll take care of everything. Like, but you know, Mm -hmm. they kind of led her to believe she'd be fucking, right? Mm -hmm. So she's like, I got here, gorgeous girls, the hotel's a gorgeous, gorgeous hotel. Can I say the name? Fuck it. Amansala. It's in Tulum. Now they Mm -hmm. have a large property, and at the time, this zone of hotels was completely empty, so people would book out 20 rooms. So she said she went to Amman Salah. She was like, there were sex parties at night. There was drugs. It was fun. But what uh-huh. I started to realize, she said, once it, it, was, it became a cult, was when I had to wake up and do certain jobs. She was like, now I started by like cleaning clothes for everybody. And she was like, and I didn't think it was a big deal because like everything was covered. And then she said, a new girl came in. And then I started just like folding the clothes she'd bring them from the laundromat and then i would just do stuff in the house i didn't have to be outside and then another girl came then she started doing groceries like they they took her jobs and put it down to someone else and she went up the fucking ladder and she was like once i realized it was a fucking cult i had to get the fuck out of there i'm like where are you imagine (laughs) imagine you're like a a model type woman and you're you're sex hungry and you're getting dp'd by people in an orgy and then and then an hour later you're mopping a floor that's not right Yo, but they're like, yo, bitch, humble yourself because you could be out of here. Mind you, I'm like, I'm at the party. I'm telling the girl next to me, right? She was like the mm-hmm. only other black person I met there. I was like, bitch, did you just hear what she said? She was like, yeah, yeah, I heard she, here she comes, here she comes, here she comes. And so we're just leaning in and listening. Now, we're trying to, because mind you, the ex-cat pack community was small, right? So I'm like, yo, who was in the cult? And she's like, okay, well, I can't point directly. But three o'clock, red dress. I was like, oh. That it's like, whore. <laughs> it's like it's like get out. The next thing you know, you're like mopping a floor while some guy's like ready to bang you. Oh, oh no. Right? What happened to Wheezy? I don't know. But she went to Tulum thing, and never though, came it's back. That, like they were probably like, You're so hot, you gotta come you're here. So beautiful. That's it. Oh my god, look at her hair, look at her skin. Oh my god, you're so funny, you're so smart. Come to the beach. Come hang out with us. You wanna do some blow off my tit? Oh wow. Yeah. Boom. Love it's love bombing. And you know what? Uh, I've never dealt or talked to anyone who's been involved in sex work when it comes to a pimp, but I imagine the same thing. This man or woman or whoever gives you this love and you feel like they're a boyfriend or a partner. And the next thing you know, they're asking, can you just do this one thing? I need the money. Just, mm. and then next thing you know, drugs are involved. I'm not saying it happens all the time, but I'm saying in the most 
terrible situations. Uh, love bombing is when it's it's predatorial. You see they're missing this part of their life, and then you, as a someone senior to them, you it, give them is, that, and it's and it, you, get, it's, you manipulate them. You after. know who else has done this? Fuck boys. They love bomb yes. me until they fuck me, and then they're done with me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so beware. We've known this, ladies. So for my last fact, and I know we don't have okay. much time, but. Okay. Weird ass cult with another suicide thing, and it was the mm-hmm. biggest in history. The People's Temple in 1950, an Indiana native, Jim Jones, not the rapper, he founded a church and he claimed to promote socialism and equality. Uh, socialism is basically where everybody, you know, kind of gets the same amount of money, etc., whatever. So it was a religious element of Christianity, and initially he was a little more of a hustler who faked faith healings by having audience members. Uh, he would basically have – he would, like, plant and pull chicken livers out of their mouths and, like, what? say that, like, he was healing them from, like, some devil. But as the year progressed, people heard about it, and he demanded more and more followers. So he moves everyone to California. I don't know why they keep doing this. It's a commune-like kind of situation in Redwood Valley. He eventually became to believe that there was a nuclear war happening. And so he moved his followers again to the South American country of Guyana, where he said this would be outside of the potential danger zone. So they lived there for several years, and they called themselves the People's Temple Agricultural Project. But after some of the members started speaking out, the San Francisco congressman at the time decided to travel there to investigate the claims of abuse. His security guards opened fire um on the group that came the congressman's group and uh he ordered his followers to drink a cyanide laced beverage interestingly enough this is where the phrase drinking the kool-aid originates all right right right, right. a total of 918 people died in the incident that was the largest loss of americans in history until 9-11 918 people fucking died from this shit bro that's a lot where do they find them in a field? Where, like, where were they? they? And they were on their plantation or fucking. I said plantation because the shit. I started thinking of slaves. Yeah. Like they're on their compound in uh, Guyana. Yeah, and so they came down there, and I guess before when he shot at everybody, he was like, "No, I guess we're all going down. Fuck this shit. Like they're not about oh to catch God. us." God, nine hundred people. Nine hundred eighty. That shit is insane, dude. Mass suicide. Um, I'm curious to know like what the people were led to believe because he forced them to drink of it. But um, also, he claims that the reason that they went to Guyana is because there was the United States was a racist place. He said the temple concluded that Guyana was a place in a black country where our black members could live in peace, and it was the only English speaking country in South America. Now you know he was. Li- <laughs> y'all gonna be all right here until we kill you um but yeah he it was that evening that um they like opened gunfire um it was captured on video by NM- nbc and one of the journalists was killed and that evening he told everybody to drink it and 276 of the people were, were kids oh sick how do you get to 900 people to agree with you that way i mean i can't even get like five people to eat the dip i bring to a party you know what i mean like i mean it is 
Honestly, that's a lot of now people, his man. children. They have some pictures of them. One of his kids is black. Jim W. Jones Jr., Stephen Gandhi Jones, Agnes Jones. Like he's got a lot of kids. Um, and one of the kids, I mean, Guyanese. Yeah, he. Uh, they talk about the tragedy. There's a lot of accounts of this yeah. online. Like it was 40 years. Uh, I think it's been 42 years now since uh, that. But I mean, it's super interesting. I've heard of Jim Jones, but I didn't know it was 900 people. That's a lot of people, man. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know it was that much either. Can you? That was the biggest until 9-11. That's fucking insane, dude. Wow. And he got them all to go to Guyana with him, huh? The fact that it's called Drink the Kool-Aid. By the way, the number changes sometimes. Like Forbes reported it as 304 children. One other source says 274, so I guess that's just what everybody thinks of age. But um, just in case y'all bitch try to fact check me. (laughs) (laughs) But like, no, I mean, I think this is uh, honestly one of the most shocking because I can't believe he got that many people to comply. Yeah. It's, It's one thing to like move people and think, oh, this person's super talented. I'll buy whatever record they come out with. Or I am all about whatever this person likes to wear. I want to wear it. But to really follow someone in every path they take you down, including death, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a perfect mix between someone being super influential and find someone who's super, super impressionable. And then they just, they, they think they're helping each other when in fact one is taking advantage of the other. Now, it's what's, terrible. what's interesting is someone has spoken out. She she tells The Atlantic that uh, she figures like, oh, I'll just go down there. And if I don't like it, she was 19 when she joined. And she was like, if I don't like it, like I can just leave. But she said she was homeless. A man came alongside her in a van and basically um, was like, hey, this is where I live. No one has to worry about food or housing. And we're going to build people a new future. And she was like, oh, whatever, I'll just get out. She was homeless anyway. And 40 years later, she had opened up about it and basically said she was with him for seven years in California um, and that people were warm. They worked hard to build a utopian community, and he was very passionate about civil rights. He helped integrate churches, hospitals, restaurants, movie theaters, um, and he adopted lots of kids of color. Then he had a black kid himself. So um, many of – and the majority of followers that died with him were black, and one-third of them were – Wow. So it's crazy because it's like, how you about the civil rights, but you did all this to us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But she got out three weeks before the massacre. And uh, yeah, I mean, she uh, I think she she told a story in something called. Uh, oh, she said that he included the mass suicide in rehearsals that he would call the white knights. And basically, she had a realization that he was going to kill her. She That's why she left. And uh, yeah, she said that he was kind of like reenacting it a few times. Wow, that's crazy. they had rehearsals on how they're going to kill each other. Oh God, this is creepy. Uh, my last cult is a really wild one that I never heard of. I know I saw it's the called, name. I was like, what? It's called a Chen Tao cult. Chen Tao was a cult formed by a former professor called Hong Ming Chen, who believed that the universe is 4.5 trillion years old, that we each had three souls, and that humanity has been re- rescued for more than more than once by God who travels in a flying saucer. This is out there. These are UFO cults. Okay, this is a UFO cult. The group reportedly moved to Garland, Texas. Mm, boy. 
because the name sounded like Godland, which is probably because of an Asian accent. Uh, oh, at- Godland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At the time, the group had roughly 160 members, 40 of which were children. Members purchased more than 20 homes in an upper-middle-class South Garland neighborhood. Like their neighbors, these followers were white-collar professionals, some of whom were reportedly wealthy. They dressed in uh, all in white and wore cowboy hats and drove luxury cars. So this guy recruited some real business people and brought them over to Texas Mm. From I think it was uh, I think it was Taiwan. Anyway, the group is best known for being highly publicized uh, and failed by a millennial prophecy. So this guy promised something, and this is how he lost all his fellowship. Shortly after moving to Garland in August 1997, Chen predicted that at 12:01 a.m. on March 31st, 1998. God would be seen on every single television channel all across North America. Whether or not the person had cable uh, service was irrelevant to God's appearance on that channel. When predicted, <laughs> when the when the predicted appearance did not occur, the group became confused. the the Ch- The Chen Tao leader announced that he obviously had misunderstood God's plan, and members quietly returned to their homes. Chen offered to be was offered to be stoned or crucified for the event, but no one took up up on his offer. He, wow. later dis- he later disappeared and was never heard from again. No one knows where he is. You think he was like schizophrenic and really heard it? I think this guy was lost his mind and said, watch, 1201. God's going to give an answer to everybody. Why 2K? And, <laughs> and they all looked and nothing happened. And he's like, um, yeah, maybe check your phone. No? Okay. <laughs> and then everyone sort of was like, here's the thing, though. If you're going to run a cult, you almost want to keep it with mystery. If you say something's going to happen, it doesn't happen. And I mean, what? And your believers are like, I don't get it. And they all disbanded them. First of all, I said it's a possibility y'all take my shit too serious. I would have been like, you know how hard it is to go viral? You think God's going to get on every TV? There's a lot of cool shows out there right now. <laughs> it's because we are not in Garland. We are not in the right one. Garland. Uh, Godland? That's a good one. Uh, isn't that wild? So he basically convinced a bunch of people over in Asia that, that you know, uh, we have three souls and we should all move to Garland, Texas. They all bought homes. And apparently, if anyone here is listening, and we got a lot of listeners in Texas, and anyone who's close to Garland, apparently it's a known thing that like Garland had to deal with this issue. And the city was like, what do we do? There's a legit cult. And some of the members still walk around to this day that still believe in his work, but dis- but the religion disbanded. And they were like all white with a cowboy hats and cowboy boots. And they're Asian. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so if you see an Asian in Garland, sex, you'd be like, hold up. So y'all been watching cable this whole time. And Spectrum yeah. gave you nothing. <laughs> So that's another whack. And when you hear a cult, you think the big ones. You think of Scientology, even like uh, the Jim Jones one. Is it Jim Jones? Yeah. Or is it, uh, yeah. But some of these other ones are just like wild. And some of the tactics they use is crazy. So let's, you got a rundown? Let me see what you yep. got. Can okay, you do it? Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. My first fact was about mm-hmm. shit. Heaven's Gate. 
and the $5.75 and taking mm-hmm. their bodies to the next level and castrating motherfuckers. Then okay. Eddie, matter of factors, Eddie then did his first mm-hmm. one was the weight loss lady named Gwen Shabani. <laughs> Sh- Shamblin. Shamblin, whatever I said, because I thought Gwen Stefani. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> My second one was then about Children of God and mm-hmm. how they were flirting, fishing, getting um, uh, members in there with little girls. And then mm-hmm. Eddie's second one was about the tactics, particularly love bombing about all the compliments and how we've seen it used with pimps and fuckboys mm-hmm. today as it stands mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. last one was about the people's temple jim jones bringing a bunch of people to guyana killing a total of 918 people and eddie's last one as you just heard was about garland texas yeah the chen the chen tao cult chen tao and, and he said god's gonna sh- god's gonna show up on tv and then i was like no where is he well, may- uh, maybe he meant pacific time oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, what a great episode. What a great episode. So much fun. Yeah, we had a great time. And if you, the listener, had a great time listening to this podcast as much as we loved uh, talking about all these random facts, let us know. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Every review helps the podcast grow. It gets us in that algorithm and lets people be aware. And uh, it's good for our ratings as well. Uh, add us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. It can be found in the podcast description. Yeah, Weezy's got horrible decisions. Listen to that every every Monday. It's disgusting. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> I've been on it. It's a great time. Uh, and I got a new comedy album you can find on Apple, uh, on iTunes, Spotify. Little W. And the link will be in the podcast description. Oh, what a great time! Uh, this was a this was a juicy one. We did over an hour and Isn't six minutes. Isn't it called minutes, a little no, it's called uh, Little Jerk. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but it has the horns. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll take Little Devil. No, no, Little Devil sounds. I no, really little thought devil it was sounds you, Little Jerk. You okay? I'm embarrassed. I gotta go. Uh, but <laughs> what a great episode! A lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we had, thanks so much everyone for getting, letting us get to 100,000 downloads. Thank right? you guys. Thank you so much. We will talk to everybody in a week. All right, everyone, stay Peace. safe. Bye. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired, inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. 
I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts.